I am not a financial advisor. This is not financial advice. Do your own research. Consult a professional investment advisor before making any investment decisions. This show is for entertainment only. Faites vos propres recherches. Here we are. In another episode. And the Simple Success Podcast. And this is Financial Life Coaching from a Happiness Perspective. First things first, what's with the title of today's podcast? Thanks for asking, DD. When I say dopamine drips, I'm referring to the tendency for which we can thank the human brain to check on things to see how much we are quote unquote liked. Oh, those are the dopamine drips you're talking about? The release of dopamine? I wouldn't have guessed. We check our text messages, emails, tweets, and Facebook posts for what amounts to a type of social proof that we are worthy and valuable, at least to certain other people. I am guilty of that. I get certain inexplicable highs from what are probably my dopamine centers. Whenever people respond to my tweets, does this habit have a place? Yes, it does, but it is others-generated rather than self-generated. When you depend on outside validation, many times you'll be let down because humans are fickle. Plus, information on the internet moves at breakneck speed as online users go after the next dopamine high. It seems like we're all chasing an attitude high sometimes, and we all get withdrawal symptoms when we don't have a gadget. I must confess, I can't function without my phone. I feel like something important is missing if I leave my house without this trusted sidekick. And that means we don't have control over that part of our lives. It's in the chokehold of algorithms, which force us to make certain decisions. Oh, how I hate algorithms. That's because you don't know what they are. Yeah, sure thing, Matt. We'll discuss that later. For now, is control an illusion, John? I know what you mean, but we all desperately need and want control over some things. No, really. Algorithms sounds evil, which is what the game is. Okay, Matt, and to that point... Calling them if-then statements does sound much better, doesn't it? Yep. Back to what I was saying. Thank you very much. I noticed that you used the word some. Are you implying that there's a gap that these dopamine drips are filling? Nature abhors a vacuum. We may not know it, but it seems like there's a vacuum, a gap, that these dopamine drips are filling. What happens if I do nothing about it and let outside validation be my oxygen? Well, then you'd become a zombie. And that's not my idea of a balanced life. So I won't let that happen. That's why we're doing this, to coach people that there is a simple way to use such monsters for their betterment. It's just like you, to throw in the word simple to drive your point home. That is why we're here. People's lives are already too complicated. We don't want to further put them in a bind with complicated solutions. As they say... K-I-S-S, KISS. Keep it simple, stupid. I like that. But this is no amateur podcast. This is a podcast about investing. I still don't get what these dopamine drips have to do with investing. You'll see in a minute. Stick around. We've already established that what's happening is a gap that's being filled. And that can be good for one's entire life. Positive. That... We've established. Yes, we want to turn the tables and point out how investing with the right attitude can fill gaps and do it 
far more productively. I didn't see that curveball coming. You have used the word quote-unquote productively. That has hit me because most times my online interactions are hardly productive. And we're not here to throw the baby out with the bathwater, as we'll say a couple of times. What? Throw the baby out with the bathwater? What's that supposed to mean? It means to lose the good parts of something as well as the bad parts because you reject it as a whole instead of removing what is bad. That makes sense. You're not saying I should throw away my phone and live like a hermit, but I should ditch the bad habits and take on better ones, right? You're right about that. We cannot live without our smartphones, so we better look for ways they can make our lives profitable and productive. I wonder what would happen if I got the same highs for investing as I did from my online interactions. Well, then your life would be better. You'd be laughing all the way to the bank instead of being stressed because the online community has treated you like you're invisible. Tell me how to do it. Okay, we'll do that in this next section. But before we segue to that part, there is some cud I would like you to chew. I'm ready. Okay, think about the number of times you check your text messages and other alerts on your social media platforms every day. I can't even put a ballpark figure on it. We'll need the best calculator in the world to crunch those numbers. Oh, you mean Alexa? We'll still jump in if we ask. But for now, imagine if you used just 10% of this high time getting back down to brass tacks as far as investments are concerned. You're getting me excited. Relax. Don't do it. Relax. Don't do it. None of that addiction psychology, DT. Let's all calm down and focus on... Break number one. Hello, everyone. This is John with the Simple Success Podcast, financial life coaching from a happiness perspective. Because we know you want to show us some serious love in return for the tremendous benefits you get from us, please subscribe to us in your favorite podcast player. You can find us on both the App Store and the Play Store because our message is for everyone. Leave a rating for us or even better, tell a friend. Whichever you choose, thank you so much for helping us do this for you. To leave us a written message, which just might lead to more in a future podcast, go to those same written show notes to find our subreddits. There is also our Facebook group page, Twitter, and other ways which we'll tell you about from time to time. You can also find an Easter egg every so often, so listen closely. Thank you again, and keep those constructive ideas coming. I've chewed my sweet, sweet cud during the break. Now tell me, how can I surround myself with the right attitude in investing? Attitude is everything, as you know, DT. The right attitude will get you the right results. The wrong attitude will take the wind out of your sails. And in investing, confidence is an internal leverage you must have. You can use this in conversations with people. Those three words are worth tweeting. Attitude is everything. Yes, and people who have the wrong attitude, for whatever reason, which leads them to making investment decisions based on unrelated or irrelevant information, rarely develop long-term profitable investment strategies for them or for their family. What's the most important thing I can do? Besides picking the right app out of all the great podcast apps? 
Creating an investment attitude or mindset is one of the most important things you can do before you start down the road of investing for your income. Remember, attitude is an inside job. If I'm not wrong, I think you're saying that it all depends on me, the inner man, so to speak, to have the right attitude. Exactly. But the tricky part is, like in the highs people get via likes on social media, at times, what happens outside may affect, adversely or otherwise, what's happening in your inner man. I'm all ears. Yeah, I was wondering about that. Maybe you could do a Van Gogh and have fewer ears. <laughs> man is not an island. We're all social beings, and we depend on each other. Not just for basic necessities, but also for affirmation. Affirmation? Affirmation is a drug. Is it the drug you've been thinking of? No, Roxy, it's dopamine withdrawal. Teach on. And if you get addicted to it, it can lead you down the path of self-loathing. What happens if you're addicted to this drug or any drug, but don't get the affirmation you need in some investment you're involved in? I will be shattered, and I may not be as enthusiastic to keep investing. And that's why it's important to put affirmation in its proper perspective. If you don't do that, you'll be tossed to and fro because affirmation that is other generated is fickle and sometimes can be fake. Would I be right if I say I also need the attitude during the process? Yes, you're right there. You need it before and during the process. The investment attitude is like your shadow. You may not feel it or even pay attention to it sometimes, but it's always there. What would happen if I invested with the wrong attitude? You may get the tangible rewards you desire, but you will not feel satisfied inwardly. You will not have the highs that come from the venture. You'll skip that amazing life you could be having and settle for just the dopamine reward instead. Do you mean I can still have highs even if my investment doesn't perform the way I desire? Yes, in investing, you should not only have a high when you're winning or when you've closed the deal, but also anytime you focused on having the right attitude. Kudos, that's such a mind-changing concept. If you are constantly high on attitude and are not susceptible to the ebbs and flows of the business, you can face each day with confidence. I think that applies to depending on online affirmation to go on with life. I should be happy and high on attitude regardless of what's happening. That's what I mean by others generated versus self-generated. In investing, ideally, you should generate your own attitude highs. What happens if I depend on highs generated by others? If you depend on good feelings that are generated by others, or what your circumstances tell you, you and your investment will be worse for wear. You'll have a brain with dopamine, but you won't have profits for your retirement, and you need both. How can I safely balance between other-generated and self-generated highs? It is akin to walking a tightrope. This calls for utmost balance. Take a cue from people who do walk tightropes for a living. How so? People who walk all their digital lives on a tightrope measure every step they take. They also have a rod or a pole to help them balance from winds and other elements that make them want to fall or falter. To me, that rod or pole is the sober judgment that protects me and my investment from the effects of the highs, whether self or other generated. That's right, because at times you may fall victim to your own hype and cause your investment untold damage. Yeah. Isn't there a saying about that, about famous actors and actresses? 
Oh, about how they shouldn't believe their own press? Yeah, that's the one. Does that mean I should have an attitude that perceives failure in its correct context? Yes, it does. Your attitude to losing trades is extremely important. You will never end up a successful long-term investor if you have the wrong attitude to certain losses. <sighs> losses and failed trades almost make me quit. And that's what you need to get over. Failed trades are a simple fact of life with every investor. You will make trades that lose you money. That's a given. I get it. I should get used to it. What should my attitude be toward my losses? You could also view your losses as education expenses. Most professionals in the finance industries have spent years and tens of thousands of dollars in universities and educational facilities learning how to apply their trade. I'm shifting my attitude. I'll quit saying I lost and start declaring I learned. Excellent, DT. That's the attitude. Unsuccessful trades are a professional investor's university, but you have to make sure you analyze these trades and learn from them. Got it. But how do I do it? You do this in a professional and unemotional manner. Otherwise, you may fail to make the grade, which means you miss out on making long-term money through investing for you and your family. I didn't know attitude was such a big deal, especially when it comes to investing. Someone once said that attitude is like a car with a flat tire. You ain't going nowhere till you change it and make it whole again. Once again, you've convinced me. I'm glad for that repetition on your part. And... By the way, I've changed my attitude. Good. Now, can you share an experience where a loss almost made you quit? I would love to share that experience. But first, break number two. We know a lot about you already because we know ourselves. For example, we know that you know how to listen to a hard podcast. We also know that you probably know how to subscribe. So as soon as you're done with that, tell us your story. We have ways you can contact us. It involves a special link where you can leave us a message. We may have an email address for you as well in the future, and we'll let you know if that happens. The reason for subscribing? I thought you'd never ask. When you subscribe, you automatically download all future episodes of that podcast. It just happens in your player without you having to go search again. How cool is that? This means better rankings for the podcast, more attention from advertisers, and more money. And this means more and better stuff for you. So your motivation is simple and easy. Subscribe today, whatever app and from whatever place you like. And don't just try to subscribe. There is no try. There is only do. We're changing the way we look at things. And remember, that's good. Eso es bueno, civil. Also remember, this is financial life coaching from a happiness perspective. Coaching happiness. Our call to action is right in the show notes. Find it and you win too. My attitude has completely changed. And now I'm ready for the part where I pick up nuggets to use in my investment journey. Okay, DT, I'll let you go first. What have you learned in today's podcast? What I have learned is that it is detrimental to depend on social proof to determine whether or not to invest. Even in a right-to-the-moon situation? Yeah, even in that. If I depend on likes to make investing moves, I will make unsound decisions. And I bet that means you don't go with the flow, as it can be deceptive. Investing is not about following emotions 
but instead about using business sense to pursue goals. You can say that again. I can say that again. Should I? No. Oh, right. All right. Don't get me wrong. There is a place for people's opinions, but this should not be the yardstick by which you measure your business worth. I noticed you used the term business sense instead of common sense. That's because entrepreneurs don't always do things using common sense. Common sense will, for instance, tell you not to buy certain shares or make certain decisions, but business sense will see through that. It'll see clearly. No wonder you hear entrepreneurs doing certain things and you think they're out of their minds. There's always a method to their madness, right? That's a great observation. It's only later that all the pieces fall into place and you realize there's something they knew that you didn't. It comes with the territory sometimes. These people have been doing this for a long time. They are not only adept at making crucial calls, but they also have a go-getter attitude, whereas amateurs would have what I call a go-home attitude. Huh? What's that? What's a go-home attitude? In the gym, while lifting weights, you'll often hear bodybuilders encouraging others to go hard or go home. The go-home attitude is a quitting mindset. The other lesson I've learned that, as I said before, in investing, I should not throw the baby out with the bathwater. Just important to repeat it now. Right. Repetition. And like we were saying earlier, some people only see things in black and white. In the game of investing, one needs to step into the gray area. The Fifty Shades of Gray Area? Enough jokes, DT. Okay, what may happen if I only see in black and white is I may end up making certain decisions without weighing all the facts. You can't just use one set of facts to make investing decisions. And why is that? Because these are complex decisions, which often involve different variables. And this sometimes means setting aside personal preferences and prejudices and perceiving matters using, quote unquote again, business classes. That reminds me of Don Corleone's, it's not personal, it's business. What are the lessons? The first lesson I learned and I'm sharing is that if there is a gap in the investment space, it will be filled. Sometimes it will be filled with things that are not so productive. Ah, if I get you correctly, you're saying that as an entrepreneur, I should know if and when my business has gaps and endeavor to fill them. Exactly. As we said, nature abhors a vacuum. If you don't fill a vacuum, you're making it susceptible to being filled by unproductive things. The big question is, how will I know that a gap even exists? Good question, DT. It's a sixth sense, if you will. You'll feel it. You'll know and you respond to that. That's powerful. Entrepreneurs know certain things because they've been doing them for a while. They're not talkers, but doers. Through experience, they know when to pivot. They know when and how to adapt. I get it. Experience is the best teacher. What's your second lesson of the day? The second lesson I learned is that control over my investments or intellectual property will place me in a powerful position to make boss decisions. That gives you absolute negotiating power, right? It does. When you work from an others-generated position where you rely on validation and affirmation from others, you'll be a slave and you won't make better decisions for your investment or your family. Would that happen because I want to please people? Yeah, and you're doing it at the expense of your investment sometimes. You're making decisions that make people feel good, but offer low or no returns for your business. I have a weakness in pleasing people. As someone once said, 
if you want to please everyone, sell ice cream. <laughs> What's your third lesson? The third lesson I learned is that in investing, the right attitude is the master key that can open myriad doors of opportunity. You mean to say that with the right attitude, I can sell ice cream to Eskimos? Way to go, my friend. Maybe not that exactly, but that's the right attitude. And with that kind of attitude, coupled with the right knowledge, you can excel in any investment. Thanks, John. Your encouragement means a lot to me. And your engagement with us every week is extremely valuable. I wouldn't do this without you. If there's one thing this podcast always does is it gives me know-how. And it encourages you to be extra patient and extra practiced. Which is how you've all gotten good. Gracias por escuchar. Salut. A la prochaine. This podcast and our other podcast are productions of Little Red Hen Industries. The supporting cast who helps me bake the bread includes... Techno King, John C. Brandy, Alter Ego, Doubting Thomas, Fact Checker, A Small Brown Beef Animal, Seriously, Tiny. Facts are important but are also easy. Social Manager, Abraham Lincoln, Media Expert, Augustus Caesar. Psychologist, William James, Sound Designer, Adobe's Creative Suite, Spanish Consultant, Cameron J.K. Brandy. French consultant, Leah, the do-your-own-research lady, videographer, Eto Monkoshki, audio props, Les Paul, inspiration, many podcasts and other sources and of course Napoleon Hill. We also have websites and you can subscribe to both podcasts. You can even send us a video, audio or text message, but of course you'll have to head to the show notes either on your phone or on the web to get the links and stuff. And all those clickable links are in the show notes. And before we forget, the artificial intelligence or AI voices that you hear in our work are offered up by Google, Amazon Polly, and OpenAI like we say in the show notes. They don't sponsor us yet but we love what they do and we just love what AI can do when lovingly crafted. Finally, you can find us on ProtMatch.com, Matchmaker.fm, PodBooker and Podcast Guests where we consider guests and consider guesting on other people's shows. And really finally... The music for our pods comes from Cute by Ben Sound and from Piano Background by Nick Simon Adams, as well as from AI MuseNet. The sound effect credits go to Jackson Academy Ashmore, Kanusi G, Dr. Jekyll, Joe Payne, Everything Sounds, MK Play More Stories, ERH, Sand Emotions, Big Pickle 51, and Just Kidding. Yes, that's his or her name. All on freesound.org. Also, languages are the bomb. Paul.